Welcome to the Here to Evolve podcast. I'm Josh. And I'm Alessandra. And in this podcast, we take topics from both health and fitness, as well as the business side of things. We run two businesses, SD Evolution and Fit Coach Pro, and have a pretty unique perspective because we've had a lot of success, but we are not quite at the top of the food chain yet. Our mission is to help break down these topics so you can learn in an easy to digest manner and apply them into your daily life. So let's hop into today's episode. In today's episode, we are going to be discussing the power of movement, But first, if you are a returning listener, you know the deal. If you have not paid your dues yet, please hit pause. Leave us a quick five-star review. If you have time, a quick written-out review. Um, Share us on social media. If you are a new listener, at the end of this episode, if you appreciate what you learned, um, you know, just same thing, same deal. Just drop a, a quick review for us. It goes a long way. This is a free podcast. There is no sponsored content on this podcast. Um, and we do as much as we can to share as much as we can with you during these podcasts. So without further ado, we are going to dive right into it today, Um, again, discussing the power of movement. And this is something that hasn't always been a major focus with our company, SD Evolution, our online health coaching company, the wellness, SD Evolution, a wellness company we're transitioning to to cover that broader spectrum. Um, But the concept is really, from what we've seen over the years, clients would come to us training four, five, six days a week, but really only moving four, five, 6,000 steps per day, which is considered a sedentary lifestyle. And that's not something that we're worried about in regards to performance or aesthetics, but we are focusing on that for overall health, for longevity markers, for vitality throughout each day. Um, And I can personally attest to the power of this concept because, you know, back when I was really struggling, you know, a lot of the stuff that I deal with is specifically gut health related um, based on my history. But when I was reflecting and figuring out, man, what am I doing wrong? Like, I had my lifestyle dialed in, I had thought my nutrition was dialed in, limiting processed foods, training you know, regularly, but allowing for optimal recovery, um, but doing a true deep dive on like, okay, what could I be doing better? Movement was something that I never really focused on because like 90% of us and most of the clients coming to us, we would be training significantly throughout each week. So we have a busy work day, we'll take a long lunch break or train before or after work. And that could literally be again, five, six days a week. And we consider that our activity for the day. But then going back and reflecting on my daily movement, I was literally moving probably 5,000 steps per day. And there were days that were very busy and I was glued to my computer that were much less than that. So, you know, common sense wise, just kind of figure out like not even diving into the science yet, but just understanding, okay, if my body knows it only has to move three, four, 5,000 steps per day, I'm going to have the energy to lift. And then I don't need energy for the rest of the day because I'm not moving. When you are that sedentary, what purpose does your body have to produce energy for you to do anything else when you're not doing anything else? It's funny because, you know, the human body is such an amazing organism. It adapts incredibly well to all these different stimuli. And it's just in anything you want to progress in, anything you want to get better in, you have the ability to adapt. So it has to be very efficient. It has to be as efficient as possible in every, you know, in every way possible. And when you think about how little that you move throughout the day and how limited energy requirements are needed for that, it makes a little bit of sense. I think that's a good point too, how you said you thought you had things dialed in, but just because with every client, or not every client, but with a lot of the clients that we work with, they also think the same. They think they're doing all of the right things. They think they have things dialed in, but when you really sort of take a step back and look at everything from that bigger picture, it's like, oh, there are a lot of things we can improve upon. And there's not one 
human or even coach out there who is perfect in all of these areas but we can all consistently be doing better and that's what our take-home message is for you guys for every single one of these podcasts is there's always something you can be bettering about your lifestyle about your body about yourself so when it comes to movement a lot of people still view movement as their training programming or what they're doing in the gym but movement is not the same as your training it's everything else that you're doing throughout the entire rest of the day so let's talk about how I think we all know at this point that sitting more and being sedentary is not good for our health I think we're all very clear on the negative things that can occur when you are somebody who sits a lot. So let's talk about the benefits and how we can make sure that we are moving more, sitting less, and just increasing our daily steps throughout well, the I day. I mean, for those who aren't aware, why don't we why don't we start with the negatives? I, I see the headline right on the top of your notes here. So that can flag them in. Let's just run through quickly what that means, what's going to happen when they are sitting less and then the benefits of moving more, what they can do to move more. So why don't we start with the negative? So you guys may have heard sitting is the new smoking, that kind of slogan. And it's true. It's obviously not something that you are breathing in and going into your body, but sitting and being sedentary is just as bad for us. It's linked to being overweight, obese, increased risk for type 2 diabetes, heart disease, different types of cancer, and just all-cause mortality. So when you are sitting all day, you are just sort of, you're not doing what your body was meant to do, which is move. And I think in today's day and age, it's really easy to just be seated all day because most of us are working at a desk on a computer. Most of us do like to watch TV. Most of us are on our phones, whether it's for you know, productivity and productive things or scrolling social media. Um, I think it's just very common even for children to be sitting more. You you rarely drive by someone's house in your neighborhood and see kids playing outside. So I think that it's just sort of become the norm and we have to really be aware of how we can stop that and how we cannot let it become our, our norm. Well, you said a very key word there, aware, and that's what we continue to highlight in a lot of these episodes. They aren't problems necessarily because we can overcome them, um, but the issue is that we are not aware of certain things. So when we go through a typical day, like we just kind of ran through at the beginning of this episode, you wake up, maybe let's say you train first thing in the morning. So you wake up, you have your breakfast, you work out, you go to work, you come back and then you take that relaxation time, whether you're reading, you binge watch a few shows on Netflix, you go to sleep, you're prioritizing sleep. So you're going to sleep early, you're getting those eight hours. So you think you just had a great day. I trained, I worked, I did what I had to do to pay the bills. I came back, I relaxed and I, I slept well. On paper, that sounds great. But when we reflect, what we have to understand now, we're making you aware that if you are not moving throughout the day, that is an issue that is detrimental towards your overall health. So again, that was the same routine that I had fallen into where I train, work, rest, recover, go to sleep, whatever. And you're only moving a very minimal amount of steps per day. So by now being aware, you can start tracking steps. Or even if you're not tracking, if you know you're that person who says, hey, I'm training five, six days a week, my activity is done, I checked that box, I'm good for the day, you're now aware that you're actually not. So if you can set a couple habits up throughout your day, if you're working from home, do a few laps around the house each hour, or maybe a longer walk at lunchtime, um, simple little things like parking farther away at the store, 
we're going to talk about, we'll dive into some things you can do more in depth, obviously. But these are some concepts in regards to being aware and what you can do about that. Before we dive into how you can sit less and move more, let's talk about some benefits. So I have seven things here. There's obviously way more than that, but I think these are sort of the seven main ones, maybe a few in there that you didn't really realize or a benefit. So going through the list, number one, sharper memory and thinking. So we know that endorphins, which are created in your body, help you think better. And it's even been shown, I think this was on I want to say I saw on Huberman's page or in his, one of his podcasts that when you do some sort of movement or exercise 30 minutes after memorizing or studying something, it can actually improve your memory and improve your ability to remember whatever you were studying. It's even heightened if you do it, like if you're in the sauna, for example, and you're reading a book or you're studying for a test, because you're doing that under such a high stress environment, even doing something while you're moving or while you're under higher stress also allows you to absorb that uh, information a lot better. And we also, there's also many studies that have shown exercise and movement in general can also decrease age-related cognitive decline. So, you know, no matter how old you are, going for a walk is usually something most people can do. Um, I think we've talked about this before on the podcast. My grandma goes for walks every day. She's I don't even know how old she is <laughs> in her 70s or 80s. Um, and, you know, it's something where she's still able to pick up Kai and get on the ground and play with Kai. And it just has helped her overall health so much. So I think that, you know, a lot of a lot of trainers still dismiss walking as like not enough of a high intensity thing to do. Um, but I think that's just a silly thing to preach because it can really benefit people in so many ways. So number one, sharper memory and thinking. Number two, weight loss, weight loss or maintenance. So not being active is actually linked to being overweight. As I mentioned earlier, regular exercise increases your metabolism. So, you know, if you have goals of losing body fat or just maintaining where you are, this is one of the easiest things that you can do as sort of a step one to sort of help with that. Someone who's doing nothing, this literally being step one is, it's a no excuse factor. Like anybody should be able to walk unless you have a disability where you truly cannot walk. You can get up and you can go walk for half an hour a day. Like if you don't have the means, you have no equipment, um, you're super busy, you're, you're away from home, you can't get to a gym, you can move your body. You can take a walk. You can go take a walk in a full suit or whatever you need to do to get that movement in. And that something is better than nothing. It's the most overlooked aspect of training. We don't we don't put it in the training category when we talk about increasing steps. Um, we're not ramping up cardio, but in regards to someone who is not doing anything, I think we can throw it in that category of exercise, of training, because this is something that you were not previously doing to increase your overall volume. So no excuse, easiest, most basic thing you can implement. We should all be doing it. Number three, more energy. And I know this one sounds sort of counterintuitive because you're like, well, I'm too tired to even go out and do move and do more things. But, you know, if you're tired, physical activity can actually boost your cardio health, obviously, which in turn gives you more energy throughout the day. And you sort of build this energy reserve, quote unquote, and your ability to fun function better can actually just boost 
how you feel throughout the entire day. So if you're in a period of higher stress or maybe you're super tired that day, but you have your your reserve, quote unquote, is built up to a good level, you're going to feel it a lot less than somebody who is just immobile throughout their day. And that goes back to that initial story that I told. If you're not moving your body, your body knows it doesn't have to move. What's the purpose of the energy? And also, you know, going back to what she mentioned on the cardiovascular health, Obviously, if we're not moving, cardiovascular health is not in great shape. So not a plus for energy. And then with that, better sleep, number four. Um, more movement can reset your sleep-wake cycle. Obviously, there are certain times of day where this can be slightly more impactful. But if you're somebody who's struggling to move in general right now, don't worry so much about the most optimal time of day to do it. Just do it and do what best fits your schedule. Um, some people really do love working out at night or that's their only option. They, they say it, it helps them sleep better after. Other people prefer a morning workout and then by the end of the day they're tired and that helps them sleep. So it really is sort of individual and obviously depends on what your schedule looks like as far as when you can fit in an extra walk or you know get in some extra steps there. It also increases gastric emptying. So it could be a benefit to sleep if you're walking after your last meal. So you're speeding up some digestion. So you're not going to bed with that food still in your stomach, still processing that food, and then you're not getting into those deeper and more um, recovering states of sleep. If you are someone who is able to prioritize sleep during certain stages of the day, if you have a little more flexibility, um, one very optimal time would be to do that as soon as the sun comes up. So right now we wake up and it's still dark out, but hopefully that changes very soon. Um, and even still, if you can get moving as the sun is coming up, you know, make that time, you can double up so you can get the double edge benefit of moving your body, but also getting that morning sunlight. So getting that sunlight in your eyes earlier in the day also has compounding effects for improving sleep, energy levels, all that good stuff. Number five, pain reduction. So if you're somebody who suffers from chronic pain of any kind, um, that can obviously feel really limiting. And this is also another, another one of those things that seems very counterintuitive to move more when you're in pain. But there's been plenty of studies to show that it can actually reduce your pain more than bed rest would. So, I mean, personally, like, you know, throughout the various stages of my life where like even when I was pregnant with Kai or early postpartum, when you're in just chronic pain from having a C-section or from being pregnant, I always would feel so much better on the days that I got in, even if it was just a 10 minute walk versus the days where I would just sink into the couch. And I think that just speaks volumes for what a simple walk can do. Um, but it, it gave me all of the other benefits that we've already talked about, but it just helped my pain management so much more as well. So one example, but regardless of what kind of pain you're dealing with, movement is usually a great key. Yeah, if you're moving, you're stimulating more blood flow, which is delivering more nutrients to different tissues and improving healing. Um, so obviously, obviously, as those things are occurring, you're obviously reducing the amount of pain that you're in as healing is stimulated. Number six, improved mood. So walking is actually something a lot of therapists recommend as a lifestyle remedy for anxiety and depression. Um, I took a quote from Legally Blonde, as Elle Woods says, exercise gives you endorphins, endorphins make you happy, and happy people just don't shoot their husbands. So um, take that for... You should start walking more. <laughs> but, you know... I always find that on the days that I get outside specifically to move, I'm just a happier human 
overall, I just have a more positive outlook on life. And there's just such a contrast of when I do that versus when I don't. So, and that's, it's interesting that you brought up the outside point. If you can do this unplugged, go for a walk out in your woods or go for a hike or leave your phone in the car while you're doing all these things, just being in nature unplugged has shown to improve these even more exponentially than just, you know, walking while you're connected, while you're listening to music. If we can get back in nature and just truly unwind, reduce those stress levels, it does make a huge difference. And that's one more thing you can, again, compound on top of just walking. And the last one we'll touch on today is an improved sex life. So this can obviously be improved via more blood flow, better and improved mood. Your confidence is likely higher compared to somebody who is sedentary all day. Um, If you're somebody who moves a lot throughout their day, also works out and has a good training program and, you know, you're sticking to a good nutritional protocol that fits your life, your confidence is going to be up. You're going to have great habits. Um, You're just going to generally feel better about yourself and people who feel better about their, their bodies and about themselves are probably having better sex. I would agree. So to kind of dive into, you know, how I'm, you know, the butt how. I'm a butt how guy. I'm a butt guy, but I'm also a butt how guy. Um, How is this happening? Why are these things, you know, improving health? Obviously, the improved blood flow, we can understand. Improving uh, cardiovascular health, we can understand. How is it improving longevity? Well, you're reducing cardiovascular events. You're reducing your risks for diseases. But another component within that latter portion reducing risk for overall diseases and, you know, all cause mortality, as you're moving more, you're also increasing or not increasing the length of your telomeres, but you are preserving your telomeres. So as we get older, our telomeres tend to shrink. That is the tail end of your chromosome, basically like the cover of a shoelace that protects the rest of that chromosome. So those abnormalities, um, those mutations are what can trigger things like cancer and inflammation and disease progression. Um, so by keeping that shoelace strong and keeping it long to protect that chromosome, we are avoiding these things down the road. And that has been shown to be the case when we are walking. And there has been some conflicting data within studies as far as what's more important in regards to overall steps or pace of those steps. You know, one article will say one will, one will say the other. The most important thing is that you're moving. If you can increase the pace, great. If not, just keep moving and move more throughout each day. Um, so that's just one more science plug on what's actually happening within your body to protect you in the long term as far as overall health and avoiding, you know, substantially decreasing the risk of these diseases down the road. And then last thing we'll touch on is just how to put this into action, how to actually sit less and move more. So just a few ideas here aside from the, you know, more general ones of just, you know, go for a 10 minute walk a couple times per day. If you take public transportation, opt to stand instead of sit while you're on that park further away wherever you drive throughout the day if you are somebody who is driving in a car um use your phone to set reminders so this is one we tell clients often so every 30 minutes every 60 minutes if you're somebody who really gets into your work zone set an alarm on your phone and title it get your butt up and go for a quick little lap around the house or a walk down the road and back whatever fits your life at that moment Um, If you're somebody who works in an office, walk to the further bathroom at your office, take your lunch break outside, take calls outside if you can. A lot of people now also buy treadmill pads for under your desk, so it's essentially just the bottom portion of a treadmill that can fit under any desk. 
and you'll probably need a standing desk for that or you know a makeshift standing desk but a lot of people really love having those and they're fairly inexpensive i think you can get them on amazon um, but an easy way to just move more if you don't want to part with work or cannot part with work i could never walk and read or like type and walk that's just i not think you have to I go very very slow it's not like a, a brisk pace but a lot of people love it. I, I can't dive into that. What I do, so if you work from home, if you do a lot of calls like meetings or sales calls or whatever, I walk, I pace the entire time I'm on a call. And it actually helps me think and helps me speak better as I'm on these calls. I can't, for whatever reason, if I sit down and I'm still, I, I slur my words, I stutter, like I just, I can't talk, I can't function. Maybe it's going through the same things over and over throughout each day. But I will literally pace around the house and I probably get a thousand steps per call just walking through over the course of you know, 15, 20, 25 minutes. And, you know, stacking a bunch of those throughout the day. So I I average at this point, going from what I said initially, 5,000-ish steps a day. I'm between fifteen and 20,000 steps a day regularly at this point in my life. And the last one, just swap some of your seated time, whether it's TV time or if you're somebody who runs an online business like us, like I know when I answer DMs or if I'm answering comments, I'll just hop on the treadmill or I'll walk and do it instead of just being seated and doing it. So anytime you can walk and do something, take advantage of that and do that. But ultimately, you know, you have to look and see what does your schedule look like right now? How can you make a little bit more movement to fit your life? But I think it's something that we all can be better at. And there's going to be times where you notice it's going to ebb and flow a little bit. Some of those periods may require you to be a little bit more aware other times you know it it will kind of feel like you're just on autopilot and it's a little bit easier usually in the summer months when we're all generally a little bit more active Um, but ultimately make it fit your life and make sure that you know you're just aware of where you currently are so you can get a little bit better each day let's wrap it up there where can they find you i'm at alessandra skutnik i'm at josh skutnik and the rest is linked in the show notes